good morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you made it. We made it to the house of God this Sunday morning. Aren't we blessed? Aren't we blessed to have a church that we can come to on a Sunday morning? Yes. A church family that we can spend Sunday morning, Sunday evenings, Wednesday evenings, any day that you want to. You've got a church family to spend time with. And we've got, with this church family, um, we've got several events that before we get started in this service, I wanted to let us all know about some announcements. Then we can get into the service. We have, it's February. Valentine's Day is this month. And that means our youth strawberry fundraiser is in full swing. We are going, we are selling, we are distributing, we are ready to go. And if you want to sell strawberries for the youth. You say, well, I don't, you know, I'm not in the youth group and I don't even have any kids in the youth group right now, but I like to support our church. I like to support our youth group. We can get you an order form for you to sell at your business, to you to sell to your friends and family, to support the youth. It all goes to uh, our trips, our camps, everything like that. It's a great fundraiser. And we also will have opportunities for you to help out um, wiping the strawberries, on distributing the strawberries, on wrapping them up, all of those things. There's a lot to do in this fundraiser, and uh, we would appreciate anybody that can help. And also, if you don't want to show up that day, you can just donate chocolate. That's a great way. We need it as much as we can get. And it is the almond bark. You can find I saw them at Walmart today. I bought four packages of them, but we need more. It's the, um, the chocolate almond bark. It's in the little middle section right now at Walmart, and it is uh, like $3, $3.50 per package. Get the great value brand. You get more for less, and it's a lot better. So we need as much as we can get, chocolate and white chocolate. We prefer the chocolate. But please, if you can, donate that. Bring it to the church. Bring it to the kitchen, and we can get it distributed to our youth group. And then also we have on the 11th, is our Tupelo Children's Mansion love offering. Uh, Tupelo Children's Mansion, if you have not seen or heard about it, it is our orphanage that the UPCI owns. And it is a phenomenal thing. You can see a picture on the overhead that is able to give homes and shelter to children who desperately need it. And we get the opportunity to give to that, to make sure that it is running, operating, and being able to minister to children that we may never be able to get to see personally, but we can help bless their lives. And so we have... Our Tupelo Children Mansion Love Offering, it's due on the 11th. And so um, it's once a year giving to this, and uh, we hope to really make a difference and bless those people. So make sure you are marking that on your calendar. Also on the 11th, the same day, all the strawberry fundraiser orders are due. So make sure that morning you've turned in every order form with uh, the money, and so that way we can get all the orders ready to be sent out on that Wednesday. On the 11th as well, it's a busy day. That night is Youth Sunday, and it's Super Bowl Sunday. I know. <laughs> Choice is yours. I'm not going to say anything, but I'll be looking. <laughs> I don't preach long. You won't miss hardly any of it, okay? I don't preach long, but it's going to be great. Youth Sundays are always phenomenal, and uh, we hope that you can come to support our youth, and to have a phenomenal move of God as well. And then on the 14th is Valentine's Day on a Wednesday. And we have uh, Jams is going to be having a Valentine's party. That's going to be a lot of fun. Jams is popping right now. If you haven't seen, Jams is rolling. It is something great. And so we are proud to have that be a part of our organization, our church. 
And so bring a friend. Uh, it's Valentine's. Valentine's to jams, and you will. There will be cookies. There's going to be cupcakes. There's going to be drinks. It's going to be a great time. And then we have on the 14th as well the strawberry delivery and pickup will be going on from um, about 10 a.m. until about 6 p.m. And then on the 22nd, Ladies United Fellowship is going to be going on. That is going to be the sign-up sheet is in the foyer, and it's going to be at Magels, and I believe Sister Kylie Bowden will be speaking. So it's something you do not want to miss. And then on the 28th, our mission pledge is due. And so that is it for announcements. Let's stand up. And let's believe that God is going to move in this place, but let's also believe that we're going to praise his name like he deserves it. Amen. So if we could begin to give a hand clap of praise in this place that God is worthy. Father, you are so worthy. You woke me up this morning. You gave me all that I had. And so I give you all that I have right now in Jesus' name.
Your name. We come to glorify your name. We come to glorify your name. 
this morning. There is deliverance in this house this morning, and it's not an action. It's a person. It is Jesus, and is in this house this morning. But if there is deliverance in this house, if there is healing, if there are these great things, there, there is no healing and there is no deliverance if there is not bondage and if there is not sickness and if there is not tribulation, which means I know that just like God is in the house this morning, there are troubles in the house this morning, that we came in with family struggles, with sickness. We came in fighting something. But God is here to move. I've seen it in my own life, what God can do when I allow him to move in my life. Whenever I surrender, whenever I receive prayer, whenever I say, God, I can't do it on my own. And so I need you to move in my life. Whenever I step out in faith and I do something maybe I'm a little uncomfortable with that my flesh is uncomfortable with. But God is able to move. And so this morning. Whatever it looks like for you, whatever it is for you, if you know you are battling something that God can move in an instant and deliver and heal in, and if you're ready to walk out of it today, step out of your flesh, step out of your comfort zone and say, God, I need you to move in my life. I need the prayers of my brothers and sisters to move in my life. I need ministers to pray and anoint me with oil. I need something to change in my life and God is going to see you and God is going to move and God is going to begin to minister. I believe it. And so we've got some specific names that we know that God is going to bless because we are going to be praying for them and I believe in the power of prayer. We have Amos Thompson, brother and sister Proctor, the Foyles family, David Bell, Anna Emerson, R.C. Clark, Bethany's stepdad, Tobias Gonzalez, Mitchell DuBose, Della Joyce, and Randall Clark. And so, ministers are going to come forward. And if you feel called, one, to step out, or if you feel called to stay in your seat, because oftentimes the call to stay in your seat is the flesh, is the enemy trying to keep you from what you're needing, what God has in store for you. So if you feel an overwhelming urge to stay still, I encourage you to move. If you feel an overwhelming urge to come to the front, I encourage you to move. The ministers are going to pray with you and for you and anoint you with oil. And I believe that God is going to begin to move in this place. And so we all begin to close our eyes and lift every hand towards heaven right now saying, Father, I thank you for what you do. I've read of every miracle. I've sung songs of your praises. I've sang songs claiming what you can do. I've seen and I've heard stories of the things you can do. And God, your word says you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. So that means if I know what you can do, that you are able to do far greater. That you've healed me before, but you can heal me even greater now. You've touched my family before, but you can completely heal my family now. Every single body, every single mind, every single spirit, every single situation, every bondage right now is going to break in the name of Jesus. Claim it today, in Jesus' name.
started his message he said that the Holy Ghost had led him to pray for specific people that had been dealing with illness and he said that the enemy cannot get you distracted mentally he might do it physically and if he can't do it physically he might do it mentally and ever since that hearing that yesterday I've just been so impressed to not just go through another service with people having problems that they've had for years. I truly believe He's still the miracle-working God. Do you believe that? Yes, amen. Do you truly believe it? So I felt impressed all morning to do this, but if you have a specific problem going on in your life, or maybe in someone else's life connected to you, I would wish that you would come down here and I don't want you praying for him unless you have faith but it says without faith your prayers are in vain so if somebody comes up here I wish that we would surround them and pray specifically for them not for us he said don't beg God we have the authority because he gave it to us right to call on his name and of course he'll do his will but it doesn't matter it matters I mean we are able to still call on his name and ask for him to move and to make a way in that situation so if you have any need I would urge you to step out because God wants to do something and it's not because of me listening to a sermon but it's because I listened to one and he wants to do it here today now and I believe that so I don't want us to do patty cakes or anything like that. But if someone's down here, you better link up with your brother and your sister. And we're going to cry out for God to move. And move like he moved when he moved in the lion's den. And he wasn't eaten by a lion. And when Jonah was in the well and he was spit out whole. Who does that? God does that. And he'll do it today. If you have faith, I pray that you would come up here and pray with your brothers and sisters. And if you have a need, you need to step out because God's wanting to move. He's wanting to shift the atmosphere. He's wanting to shift the problem that's going in your life. In Jesus' name, God, release your power in this place. God, I praise your name. I pray that you would move in a mighty way, God. I don't believe I just have to go to a conference to have faith and to have miracles. But God, I want it we want it now, God. Release your power right now, God. You alone are worthy. God, we want the miracles. We want the signs, the wonders. You will do it right now, God. I prophesy right now, God. Not because of my power, but because of your word. Your word says that you're a healer. Your word says that you're a deliverer. Your word says that you'll keep every promise. Shield of faith, put on the helmet of truth. Jesus' name, he on the 
you're seated, I wish you would tell your neighbor, God never fails. God bless you as you're seated. Either he is a holy God, holy meaning without masquerade, meaning with the depth of every scriptural truth in that Bible. Holy has to do with transparency of the flesh into the place where God is visible and his word becomes the visibility of life. It is amazing how that God has orchestrated in this place today an opening between the mountains that are trying to impede your progress. So today, I want us to, if, if, if the uh, media could put up Psalms 23 upon the screen, I, I'd like for us to have that up there. I thank you for being a people that care. My heart burns to help facilitate every dream, every vision that is of a righteous nature in this community and particularly the community of the United Pentecostal Church and all of the friends and people that come so faithfully. God is not dead. It feels sometimes like he hasn't heard us. Sometimes he's heard more than you want him to hear. He heard your doubts this week. He sensed and felt the spirit of defeat long before you ever felt it. He saw it coming. He watched you fend it off or he watched you exceed it, to receive it. All of those things are what complicate the days. They complicate the feelings and the thoughts of life. The Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than just becoming a Pentecostal. The Holy Ghost is Christ in you. And watch the rest of that verbs or scripture. The hope of glory. What is so weird about that is the Bible doesn't say you're saved by getting the Holy Ghost. But it does say you're saved by hope. What did you really come to the house of God today for? Just to show up so people didn't worry about your relationship with a local assembly? Or did you really come to get your life upgraded? We think nothing about upgrading these little darlings. And I promise you they're not going to get you into heaven by themselves. There's probably a lot more gossip and lying going on on these things than you can imagine. Tail bearing, 
stirring up worries, creating fears. Ladies and gentlemen, the sun is setting. The promises of God are sure and steadfast. And so I'm not here to draw a crowd to my particular ability. I'm here to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I am here to preach Jesus, the power of God unto salvation. I am here to help straighten out the myriad of fears and doubts and compromise and all of that stuff. I am here to turn the light on so bright that you can sense and see, no, I will not touch the unclean. Yes, I will receive every bit of the word of God into my life and I will begin to practice that truth unto the fulfillment of his power working in my hands, in my feet, in my eyes and I will not put my eyes on unclean and things that will cause me to have lust of the flesh and lust of the eye and the pride of life. I'm not trying to be like the rich people. I am rich in His mercy. I am rich in His love. I am rich in His glory. I am rich in His salvation. I am rich in His power. I am rich in the nine fruit of the Spirit. I am rich in the nine gifts of the Spirit. I am in Jesus Christ a new creation and all things are becoming new to this world and I am really regret that too many mothers and too many dads have quit God and made gods out of the lustful things of this world could we praise him for the blood could we praise him for the name could we praise him for the hope that is in us this day I wish somebody would stand and give him holy praise right now all over this building. We've been led into wonderful worship this morning. We're not just going to cruise on. We're just moving into whatever God wants for us. I wish you'd take the hand of somebody close to you if if it's possible. And if you can't do that, just sort of look around and then let's pray one for another before we get into the depths of this lesson. Father, as a caring pastor for this whole county, our world, more localized in this assembly, people who feed me, who put me in a nice house, in a nice bed, I refuse just to go through something that doesn't infuse them. Cry out for a divine anointing. I cry out for what you have been talking to me about the last 48 hours. That I can come through to bless their future. In Jesus' name. God bless you as you're seated. I want us to start out with Psalms 23 just to give us a little bit of a a ground lay. As you well know, David had so much to do with the Psalms and the writings and 
other things. And so he says it so that, and we have just quoted it. If I'm, I'm, I'm just apprehensive that too many people have not really delved into the true end results of that. The Lord is whose shepherd? Is he really? Because that's the critical issue of him having under shepherds and if under shepherds are not following the agreement and finding the nourishment of the shepherd so that he can be a shepherd to lead people into areas of thinking, spiritual virtues, and then life that portrays all of that. I promise you that everything in that book that's a promise has got a strength and God wants you to have it. But you have to receive it. So the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Do you know how many things David had to fight? He says that on top of destroying a bear. And some of us can't get over our neighbor just looking weird at us. So we're talking about a shepherd that is able to do exceeding abundantly and lead us into thought patterns and spiritual virtues that we may walk uprightly eschewing evil. How many of you do know that God is a God of hate? You make me nervous. He is a God of hate. He hates lies. You know why? Because as a shepherd, he wants you to be fed well. He wants you to do well. He wants you to grow well. He wants you to be in great joy, great peace. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not. He, that one word, next one. He what? All right, Brother Cody, you've been wanting to help me. No, it's not today. I will catch that later. He maketh me. Unfortunately and yet fortunately, he uses pastors to help maketh thee. Get up. <laughs> Raise up those hands. But I tell you, I'm not going to have no pastor making me do anything. It's not going to be the preacher that makes you do it. He's going to preach the word, and because God is in that anointing and that 
person is going to feel the strength of obedience. God hates people that don't obey in the sense of he don't hate the person. He hates the spirit of disobedience. Because here again, when you disobey the highway, guess where you land? In the ditch. And that's why you're in the ditch. Because straight is the way that leads to life everlasting. That's straight out of the book. I didn't mimeograph that alpha some 400 year ago preacher or writer. That is a truth that came out of heaven. Straight is the way. Narrow is the path that leads to life everlasting. No preacher can give you life everlasting unless he can give you truth that truly ends in everlasting life. So that's why you don't get a partial truth and crowds are affecting people like crazy. Do you realize how many people sat in the stands and spent huge amounts of money to watch two teams try to slaughter each other? And I know if some of y'all were like me, I sneaked a peek. And guess what? I got nothing out of it. They didn't send me a check for watching. They didn't send me a, man, I'm telling you, that's so cool. But looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, is absolutely a power structure that puts into your mentality and to your hands. Well, sister, let me tell you something. I know a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly because I have walked with him. Your testimony is so critical. Jesus set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound. I don't remember the writer's name that wrote that song, but it has depth to it. It has about it the source of bringing together and cultivating an idea that I can be free through the shepherd's leadership. He maketh me to lie down. <laughs> What's wrong with you, preacher? I'm just sad. I'm just not feeling very good. You probably never have had that day, but I have. Feeling sorry for myself. I didn't even want anybody to tell me the rest of the story. Look up. 
Your redemption draweth nigh. No, I want a pity party. I want somebody to come and put their arm around me and tell me I'm great. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure why everybody goes to the house of God, but I don't want to go to a God's house and not find a God at home. I want to eat with him. I want to drink with him. I want to understand him. I want to walk out of that house with him, and I want to know that his spirit is going to lead and guide me into all truth so that I can literally dance on the devil instead of him dancing on me and killing my spirit. I wish somebody would realize in this house today, you are the apple of his eye. You are the one he is trying to do surgery on. You are the one he wants me to preach to. You are the one he wants me to tell you, get up, get out of a pity party. Get into the righteousness of God. Get into the glory of God. Get into the word of God. Get into prayer. Get into fasting. Get in, get in, get in. The boat will go. The boat can stand the storm. The boat is the church, the body of Christ in the world. What an awesome story they tell in every Sunday school class, no matter the name of the religion. They tell that and then leave the people way too often without the ingredients of what made the boat float in the storm made Peter able to walk on top of the water did I say walk on top of the storm I said water but you know what I'm talking about the storm was in mind man I can't handle that Peter said I can handle it if I've got a God that can handle it That God is able to keep me in the day of trouble. I said, if I've got a God that could do it and get out of a grave, he can keep me in the day of death. I'm here to tell you today, your pastor's shouting happy because I know that many of you are going to walk out of here today charged up, ready to walk into the powers of God and work in the middle of a world that's hurting. You know, I sort of like you. Can you come up here a minute? No, I mean, come up here. I love this guy. I got to love you, though. God made me love you. But you know what? I go way deeper than that. I like you. I want to walk with you. I want you to know I'm more than a preacher. I'm a brother. I want you to know I'm going to preach hard because that's what God called me to do. But never will be I try to hurt you. I want to draw close to you. What's that lady looking up here smiling so much for? Hey, folks. I'm telling you, this is my brother. I said, he is my brother. He breathes God's air. He is a child of God. I am a child of God. We nurture off of the same root.
That's why it says, love your neighbor as yourself. You got a hundred thousand I could borrow. <laughs> Come on, folks. It ought to be one of the greatest joys in the world to take a bath. Have you ever gotten so dirty you enjoyed a shower? <laughs> I'm not here to entertain you. I am here to get you and that little lady you married to the holy city. Hey, child. Wow. I'm not here to play with religion and see how many people I can attract to my ministry or to this building. I am here for whosoever will come and we will minister to you. We are a hospital as much as we are everything. We birth people, we birth people, and we... No, you bat them on the back till they get through with all that other stuff. It's what we do to each other. When somebody runs around after church and they grab you and say, glad you're here, what they're trying to do is burp you. <laughs> they want you to leave everything that's false up here and they want you to walk out of here. Friend, let me tell you something. This is a whole lot more than going to a building. We are sitting in the very presence of the creative energy that holds the sun, moon, and stars in place. We are sitting in a place right now where he said, if you'll turn your faith loose and reach out and touch me, I will bring to you the sunlight. I will bring to you the joy that overcomes the world. I will bring to you the peace that passes understanding. I will give you the victory that no Nobody can buy in any other place except at Calvary and except at the day of Pentecost. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not about the name on the church. It's about the name of heaven and the name of earth. It is the name of Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I wish some of you men would stand up and just shout to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All you basically did was do what the Bible said, thanks. Give thanks unto God, for he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. It would be a terrible thing to see the scrolls of the angels and sense that you had more appreciation for things that can't save you than you do for the one that's saving you with every breath he gives you. And so the book says, praise him for the very breath you breathe. Life. So today, well, we're going to have to hurry if we're going to get through that whole chapter. Somebody say, he maketh me. Don't you get down when you've been slowed down. Don't get down 
look up for your Redeemer is going to redeem the time that you spent down. He maketh me to lie down. And there is a thing that happens when you get stopped or slowed down. You get to looking around. You get to looking around for help. You get to looking around for hope. You get to looking around for joy. You get to looking around for a thrill. There is no thrill like being a winner. That's why it says it eight times. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. To him that overcometh over and over. Every time you overcome that feeling that somebody don't like you. If you know they don't like you, your obligation is to go to them and say, brother, if I offended you, please. Sister, if I have offended you. See, the enemy wants you to get to trying to make all that okay and say, so, have you been noticing so-and-so, you know, the way he's acting, I just don't think they like me. How do you feel about them? Well, the natural thing is, if you're spiritually minded, you ask them, well, have you gone to talk to them? Have you, you know of anything that you did that might have caused them to think? See, I know this is not good preaching in our general world, but I'm going to tell you this is going to get you out of hell. It's gotten me out more times than I can tell you. Hell is just torment. You're going to still live in hell. All you got to do is read the book of Luke 16th chapter. You're still going to have your mind. You're going to still have your thoughts. You can still pray. You just can't get out. Go read Luke 16. It's in your Bible. I would be a pitiful preacher if I could not point you to the places that that book helps us to understand our particular place in life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a little sauna where we rush in and get a little sauna, a little haze and be able to go tell somebody, man, man, you, you, you talk about church. Oh, I'm telling you, they didn't touch anything of my life. All they did was bless my life. What? He came to seek and to save. What is he going to save you from today? What possible would you like to happen in your life as you encounter the word and the spirit? The word maketh alive, the Bible said. The spirit empowers that life. And so it's a major thing. He leadeth me beside still waters. Then let's move on. This one is really great. Because you're living with neighbors right now that you need to be able to take them to the book of Psalms and help them to understand that's not just a little Bible thing that you memorize in a Sunday school class and then go on and do the big stuff. 
That is the big stop. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what getting the Holy Ghost is all about. Receive ye me, he says. It, it, it is just fascinating to this pastor of people that don't mind cussing their wife or their husband or their kids or their parents. And then they feel weird about people talking in tongues as the Holy Ghost moves in their life. What is so weird about, I'll tell you, just because people practice it all the time doesn't mean it's not weird. You bring kids into the world, then you cuss them for being so misbehavioral because they've been watching you do all the same stuff. Lie. Do all kind of things. Watch all kind of things. Let every kind of spirit that wants to get in the house. Come on, dads, it's time to be a father. Father just means source. The head of the house don't mean boss. The head of the house means responsible party. I am the head of the house, and that means I'm responsible for making the flats fixed. I don't send her out to get the flats fixed. Even though there's some of you ladies I know could. And I, she, I, she's one of them. She could do it. But that's not her role. Her role is a wonderful role. And that is she keeps the house. And what a wonderful job she does of that. Not only the beds and the, and the cooking and all of the uh, shopping to make sure we got pantry full and all of that stuff. That's the relationship of the basic church, the mother of us all. The mother of us all. That's Jerusalem. That's the mother that birthed the day of Pentecost. That's Acts the second chapter. Mother, the church is the mother. The father is God Almighty who sourced and was responsible for giving us a relationship in the Holy Ghost. And then people will cuss Everybody in the world. And they say, you ain't going to get me with that church and talk in tongues. I, I can cuss a blue streak, but I'm not going to turn my tongue over to God. Use all kind of spiritual damnation and uh, all kind of hurts and pains that go with it. Kids, no, 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 if you brought kids into this world, don't cuss them. You may have to spank them because the Bible does say quite a bit about that, but not enjoying spanking them because they hurt you or made you look bad. You don't spank them because that's the way you get your freedom. That don't free you. No. You chastise them because, guess what? God chasteneth whom he loveth. Hallelujah. 
God brings us to a place of exercising ourselves unto godliness. What is godly? Sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. I want people to know I sacrifice to my God. I don't sacrifice to a guy making a million dollars a year just because he can throw a football or because he can hit a ball. I'm going to be watching. And so don't, don't think I'm against us watching some, okay? Because I don't just I wonder if he's ever going to watch one of them games. Yes, I watch them. But I watch and make sure I don't get overly caught up in that kind of spirit. I enjoy a good football game. I enjoy playing ball. I enjoy watching people that are good at what they do. But I enjoy a Christian that is good at what he's supposed to do. And that is to bear one another's burdens. That is to live in peace and righteousness and joy and to praise the name of the Lord in a dance and praise him with the clapping of your hands and lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting and saying, God, you're still alive in my life you're still alive in my home you're still alive at my job you're still alive everywhere I go in my car in my disappointments you are a living God and I will praise you forever and ever and ever let's go to verse 4 and see if we can get through quick Yay. He puts a strong pronunciation right there. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know if I have another month or another week or another day just to live the rest of my life. Tomorrow could be the end for me. I'm very aware of that. I don't want to be caught unaware of that. So I try to live godly every day. No matter what somebody says to me or gets in my way or makes me feel bad or does, my, does, does things that hurt me, I don't intend to walk out of the will of God to try to go punch Sister Tammy so you start treating that boy better. No, not going to do that. I am going to preach the word. I am going to preach firm. I am going to preach in the spirit. I am not going to try to tantalize somebody and then them come to the judgment. Well, I never heard about that. I never knew that. Our preacher acted like that was no big deal. Love one another. Forgive one another before you're asked. If you have aught against a brother, go to him and talk to him about it. No, I didn't tell you to go get you a group and then get all of them to try to kill his reputation. No, 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 no. What kind of pastor did you have? I want you to have a pastor that preaches the word from A to Z. D did you know how hateful God is? Did you know that God told us what he hates? He's a hating God. He's a hating God. How many times have you ever preached that? 
See, we don't even like to hear it. You ought to see some of the faces that are looking at me right now. Yeah. God hates sin. And when you can put in you a virus called sin, he hates what it's going to do. So he hates sin because sin separates us from the joy, from the peace, from the righteousness, from the glory, from the victories. He has a right to hate sin. He created everything that is created and nothing was created by anybody but him. And so when he sees you down and out, he sends angels to look through. They got a better stethoscope than anybody to check them vibrations of your heart. Uh, when I think that I just saw something about your wife. Oh, oh, that was your kids that got that thing going. <laughs> no, I see now. It was those people that failed to pay you. Am I getting close to anything? I've got the stethoscope on every one of you. I'm just using him because you're not so close to me. But I hope you're realizing what I'm doing. It's for every one of your case. God is watching you day and night. He's got angels getting signals from the way you're thinking and the way you're living and the things that are coming on you. And if he particularly happens to see that there is a city that has corrupted he will send an evangelist and he sent Paul to so many cities that used to know about a real God and Paul would go there and he would revive their works revival is something fabulous but you've got to understand most every mother and dad hate when their kids do things wrong but the difference in God is that he just removes his spirit of power because he doesn't want you to go any further there. You will have to rely totally upon the flesh at that point. And flesh will only drive the problem to a greater deprivation or a thin, frail part of life. Ladies and gentlemen, God is here today to help lead you and guide you through the valley of the shadow of death where that you have to fear no evil, that you will be able to drink living water, that you will be able to five days from now look back over a week's work and a week's access to life and you say, ah, I achieved joy this week I achieved it I had to fight for it I, 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 I achieved righteousness I had to fight for it I had achieved peace I had to fight for it <laughs> but it's been worth it the kids are sort of moderating and I don't beat them because I hate them but I spank them because you have chastened me and I am obligated and the Bible said a man or a mother that doesn't chastise their children doesn't love them. 
That's the God that we're going to heaven with. It, that's the one that operates the heavens. And, and the only way to enjoy that heaven is to live in harmony with the Almighty God. I'm not going to be able to do much more today. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Man, I thought my mother and dad was the biggest liar in the world. Oh, yeah. You know what they do? Dad would say, son, I'm doing this because I love you. I never did it, but I thought it many a time. I wish I could love you back. Because he that loveth chasteneth. And he sends preachers to do that. I promise you this preacher will never have a day that I will get up here because I hate you or that I don't love you. But I am going to preach Jesus as long as you want me in this pulpit. I will not forsake his plan. His plan is he chasteneth whom he loveth. You cannot walk down two paths at the same time. You cannot love the world and the way of the world and then at the same time love the Lord thy God with what? Somebody say all. No room left for loving the world. I said no room left loving the world. That's why we've got to be careful in front of our kids telling them what we love and what we don't love. I enjoy Kleenexes, but I don't love them. My God, I thank God for letting somebody create these things. You got a nose this big? Oh, yeah. My dad used to say it. I didn't understand why he kept saying it so long. But, but he wanted me to get used to the idea that it was real. And he liked it. He'd say, when you were born, your whole face just came to a point. But you see, I've lost a lot of weight. It's not quite so pointed now, is it? Don't say anything. I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to get into your heart. I'm trying to get into your world not going through all of that just to be a myriad of thoughts I want right in the middle of your world because I've got a God I said I've got a God that is able to keep thee in the day of trouble I live with a God that is able to satisfy the worst of disappointments I, I, I live with a God that gives me thoughts that overcome the, bit of the pitiful thoughts and the poor thoughts and the thoughts that won't make life better. They lying thoughts that make you think if you'll just hurt somebody else, your hurts will end. That's not the way to get rid of hurts. Forgive them. As we stand to our feet, this probably could be one of the best days for somebody that don't have the Holy Ghost.
that's never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because God hates a liar. God hates sin and God is in this place right now because he loves humans. He loves you. But if you don't understand what love is and, you, and, and all of yours is about a feeling, no, love is giving protection and provision. St. John 3.16, you don't have to be a Greek scholar to define the word love. St. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only flesh body that he ever lived in as such, born of a virgin. That blood, that name is critical. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus, you get baptized in the very name of God. God is a spirit. Jesus is an authority. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Jesus. When you deny the word, you deny Jesus. And Jesus is our Savior. So when you say, I accept Jesus as my Lord, and you don't accept the word as your path, you've lied to yourself. Don't let the enemy coach you into lying to yourself. Would you take the hand of your wife or your husband if your children are close? Would you pray a covenantal prayer, God? We are going to do our best to follow you. If there's anybody here that would like to come to the front, you have got passionate brothers and sisters that will pray a prayer of faith over your life. They will come down and join their spirit with you that's what that's all about it's not about just you they care about you those of you that would like to come to the front your lunch can wait a while but your God has been waiting a long time in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, I reconsecrate my life to you, Jesus. I've been in so many places and gone through so many things during the week. But today, I reconsecrate my heart. You don't have to come to the front to do that. You can do that wherever you are in your house.